need a lighter? Smoke that shit for you too. Yeah, yeah. What is he got to fucking grow it too for you? God damn. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Yeah. 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 Good afternoon and welcome to oh, the Hard Luck Show. That one. Yeah. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Yeah. That's right, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. You've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from Ramos Gallery in Westwood, California. That's yeah. right. Yes, indeed. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner. Barbarian and the evil sadistic one sadistic bringing you one. entertainment once again. I'm gonna throw these motherfuckers up on the torch. Yeah. Watch them squirm. Watch them squirm. Yeah. Pain will set you free. Yeah. And on sound, old blue eyes himself. That's on right. Warm summer's eve. <laughs> Listen to his voice. He's like croaking. We were both too tired. Sean Lewis. No. Certified. Keep it going. When he writes me, he said, Son, I've got a lifetime. Out of reading people's faces, knowing what the cards were. Oh, that Botox makes you look like a man. Show sponsored by Kenny's Roasters. Yes. Yes. Lewis, certified audio professional, engineer for the hard luck. Wait for the hook. Show Yeah. Where the fuck's the hook? Come on, man. Our show runner. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. What's up, Brian? 1984. What's up, boys? What's up, What's up, man? Was that the year you were born? Oh wait, that's It's when you were born. right? This is the year you were born. This album dropped. This movie came out the month you were born. I wish. That's right, Ice. I'm dangerous. Dangerous. I like to Estás caliente. And on visuals, our cinematographer, yeah. Ali. 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 Let me get it. Motherfucking up. Ali. We, wait, wait, wait. We, up, got, we, got, we, got, we got Ali's phone. Oh, you got his, you got his uh, walk, walk in? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn up. Come on, Ali. What you, what hey, you want? Ali, the cameraman, what the director. You, what, you, what you want? Come on. And the 40 Thieves. Ali, Baba, 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 and the 40 Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a 
the fucking intro. That's the one. Yeah. That's it. It's going to be Alibaba. That's it. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Hey, 40 Thieves. Fucking tight. 40 Thieves. That's a badass name. And we got one more. And reoccurring guest, our fabulous contemporary master of a painter. Thank you. Yeah. Julio Ramos. Ramos Studio. What's up? Welcome back, Julio Ramos. Yeah, Come on, buddy. All his art around. Law one. Yeah. Were you fighting the law? Law one. All yeah. the time, right? We fought the law the first time we were here at yeah. the studio. Remember that? We did. Yeah, right? Do you they remember had a that? lineup. They had a lineup. They had us all lined up. Oh, my God. It was the and the motherfucker outside was pointing fingers and everything, huh? Like he was oh. in a fucking courtroom this fucking yeah, like, like, the, like, like, for, like he was going to get some kind of like a reward for Wait, what he was doing. We <laughs> were going to give him a big old wheel of cheese or something. Right. Like, a man, like an assistant a manager at some fucking bagel yeah, shop. Yeah, did he have his yeah. Noah bagels like apron on? Yeah, he was. Bro, he was rocking around. Like Sherlock Holmes, like trying to find the clue. He had like a giant magnifying glass. Jesus he was looking, Christ. knocking on doors and everything. He was wearing his mama's underwear. And yeah, <laughs> looking proud. Punk right. Cops were like, even the cops were a little bit embarrassed. Punk for him, ass up. Yeah, like, your bitch ass up. Yeah, and then of the month. Schwartz, right? Yeah. You, you came back and you saw all those cops. What happened? I saw all the police activity, man, and I and just figured it was better not to have to answer any questions <laughs> yep. or have any police interaction. No police contact. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, well, Ramos was he was out of there. He left. He left fucking burnout parts in the street, left, dude. He was, man. Yeah, he left. Huh? He he, and he was gone too, dog. He was calling I from like the Seven Eleven down <laughs> on Santa Monica Boulevard, yeah. like, hey, and disguising his voice, dude, called I me for a number I didn't recognize. He's like, I just saw her. He's in a robot voice. I'm like, I'm nowhere nearby. I'm just asking, could they be nearby? Dude, I'm only, I'm safest on the other side of the 405. That's what he sounded like. I'm I'm safe over here. Hello, this is not Schwartz. This is Schwartz's sister. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) I just want to make sure that there aren't any police dicked up in there. He saw one look at those flashing lights and he was Meanwhile, Ramos. Meanwhile, Ramos was handcuffed and getting searched on the... And no, get beaten. But, yeah. but but no kidding. Even the text that I sent to him and I think Steve was like, "Hey, good morning." Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, the cops disguise. had your phone. Not like, "Hey, are right, they right, gone?" Right. Like, "Hey, you got that weed in your car?" Yeah. Yeah. Who the something. fuck is this guy? Like, you know? Yeah. Oh, this guy's not here. He's hey, the one. Can that I got get that? Hair. Ate the weed out of your car before the <laughs> cops <laughs> take you. You'll fit the kilos and shit. You guys are fucking a man. You know, that's the first time in like 20 years that I've been on the floor because of a cop. (laughs) Well, five minutes with us. Yeah, that's right. right. Broken in. That's your initiation into the hard luck show. Welcome back. I was telling, I was telling Ali. As we were walking over to Noah's Bagels in Westwood Village, where that fucking punk, punk manager works. Right. Obviously, he didn't have enough to do. Obviously, he's making too much money. He's got time to walk around doing bullshit. You guys are paying that guy way too much. Hey, that's one of those instances where a guy gets a little authority and then he thinks he's like the fucking Mayor McCheese of fucking... He ran with it. He did. That's the truth. Talk about that, Jumanda. I I would love to... I'm trying... McDonald's and now they think they're fucking the mayor of the fucking... The good state, the city. Right. <laughs> Rama, speaking yes, of mayor yeah, of the city, yeah. everybody knows that you're the vice admiral of art in Southern California. So uh, what's going on with your, your artwork now? What are some new developments? What are some thoughts? Are you like just, you know, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm still 
just rolling with the flow, man. I'm just, uh, whenever I have time to work on my art, I, I try to get as much time in as I can. Okay. Um, what's the challenge right now? What are you really, what's your, what's the challenge for you right now? Like where, where are you at as an artist and expressing yourself? What's, what's in your way? What, what do you feel? Well, I want to do it full time, but what's in the way it's my restoration business. I'm like, so busy managing different uh, projects that I have at my shop, restoring different... Uh, Mulholland Motorsports in Newberry Park, California. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um, just, just, yeah. just too busy with that part of my life where I don't have enough time to paint. I paint these in-between projects. All, so. all right, so let me describe this. We're at the Ramos Gallery, which is at 1139... 37. What, 37? It looks like a nine mm-hmm. outside the window right there. Oh, well, you're both right. Don't okay, 1139, 1137 <laughs> on Weyburn? Westwood. Westwood. 1139, 1137 Westwood. And if you walk into Ramos Gallery, he's got a beautifully, it's beautifully minimally uh, set up. It's a gallery. It's got probably one, two, three, four, five, six large paintings on each, each side. side. And then yeah. he's got special secret rooms in the back with different paintings that if you actually are somebody of some prominence or knowledge he might let you back there and see right. those but those are mites off. they're in the mites. vault right mites. um and what is your and what size i mean tell talk about like the size the the pieces that he does are Big. what are the size they're four by six feet four by six and then what's a the four there's four. two different sizes okay yeah. four by four so these are like the four by six ones especially are are, are statement pieces um, for your home, for your office, and uh, what kind of statement does it make? Yeah, what kind of statement? Yeah, what is the that? fuck kind exactly. of statement? Let's the get statement, down to it. The statement of just having the one piece, you can have that on a. It's big enough to where it can be the sole thing on your wall. Anchor your entire room. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, so if you're if you're into looking great, like not like a home. shithead. Correct. You would have one of these things in your fucking wall. You could put this. So, uh, Ramos. In your process, what kind of paint? What's your material? What what medium? What medium are you working in, sir? Um, you know, I'm using automotive paint. I uh, repurpose the paint that I use on my uh, on my restorations. Right. And when um, you know, I always make extra paint, so I save the rest and make. What do you mean make? I have to basically grab. Uh, there's a formula to make a color. Some 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 colors have seven seven toners. Or more. What? That, that you have yeah, to it's, mix. it's it's crazy, bro. He has, um, he actually has in his room that has all these bottles of automotive paint. He's got a scale and a computer connected to it, so that when he goes to make Ferrari red or BMW silver, something like that, he it tells him how much of each color to put in each toner to put in to make that color really every auto every car that's one color that you see usually has like he says some of them can have as many as 11 different colors toners colors that make up that one specific that ferrari red is a very specific ferrari red and it's work to get to that color i have a painting in in the vault actually that represents a, a restoration that i is there yellow the same thing is the ferrari yellow it just is is that something that takes four or five colors to make too since you're fly yellow yeah no ferrari yellow yeah so you got the red oh it's called whoa, fly whoa, yellow. hey he's teaching teaching you something it's okay. called flat yellow fly 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 he's fly. teaching you something he's it's taught me something yellow. it's called fly yellow <laughs> yeah, yeah so that ferrari yellow is called fly, fly yellow, yellow. Mm-hmm. Yep. and those and those now 
Is there any type of like, I know in the apparel business, we will come up with things that we'll, we'll trademark them and we'll register them, right? And yeah. we'll, uh, is that done in with paint? Can you, tr can you like lock in a color and say, hey, this is my color and copyright it or whatever? Can you do that? Yeah, the, the painting behind you is my custom blue. What did you call that blue? Okay, but I haven't named it. It's called Jules Blue. Look like there cookies blue. Jules Blue. Looks like cookies blue. It's close. Yeah. Dude, really you should do Jules a collab blue. with Burner and Jules oh, for their uh, his tr uh, touring bus. I also do furniture. <laughs> Look at I'm that. actually going to get you hired as maybe the marketing director of Cookies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at that. He's like, motherfucker, I said that like yeah, eight uh, years ago to Cookies, bro. That's, an old, that's old news, son. <laughs> no, that, no we, we, we eventually need to figure out um, uh, either Cookies or Vibes or some kind of play with Julio. Or like yeah. Julio just collab on something. make one of his paintings as one of the doors on the fucking tour bus. Yeah, you know what would be dope, though, too, is like what I could see which would be awesome would be like we should do like a limited rolling paper right mm -hmm. by yeah. by you and then we do like our red package would maybe mimic something like that and then we do like we do like a, a line of fucking red ones those trays gold, too and we'd cover we copy our company colors well yeah that'd be bad if you had a little vibes that. rolling paper book but the whole outside of it, the cover of it is art it's art that hell yeah or even if you were that. to do like a series Damn. of i don't know if it's possible maybe you know steve a series that the rolling papers themselves have the art image on it you know, like uh, yeah it's a little bit crazy i mean the cost on it and shit is hard oh it would to do that yeah we've got it but we could do the whole cover, the whole book, yeah, could be his art, right? You open right. it up, and there's something cool inside, a little bio. But right. the other thing is, is that, like you said, we could attach cool rolling trays. Yeah, you could you could put right. other things you into do it. a whole little capsule, you could do a whole like little a, line yeah. out of it. I could make, you know, we could do a little capsule, but it's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, so when it comes to these colors, Ramos, uh, so how do you actually mix it? it? Like, is it like at Home Depot where they got that shaker and you just fucking drop some shit in there? No, you got to do it by hand. And you got, you, how do you, you so pour how do you it do, by hand? Right? right. So each toner has a little bottle with the handle, and you just pour it until you reach the the right amount, the right amount of parts for that color, right? Right. And then you move to the next one, and you keep doing that, and then eventually when you finish. You mix them all together, and it'll make the, the true color. Do you ever drive around and see colors, and you, like, just laugh at, like, the stock colors? You're like, ah, oh, that shit's a fucking, well, that's Birmingham brown. What a fucking limp dick motherfucker has that kind of color. Um, yeah, there's some colors that are kind of ugly to me, but. Um, okay, name them. Like a, who has one? Like, Honda has this ugly orange. I don't, I don't know that color. It's just, it looks like a dirty <laughs> orange, you know? <laughs> And like when a when when somebody has that, like when manufacturers have that, it, do you know it's like oh yeah that didn't sell last year, and so now they dropped the price on uh, dirty orange, and so Honda's like fuck it, we'll we'll buy that. Yeah, there's some colors dealers get stuck with their with those cars. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. That's interesting. Well, they have also too like a lot of shops don't have what he has in order to get the accurate color. Right. So when you're getting your car repaired, you're getting you're not repainting the whole fucking car. Or like I mean Do you ever get high from the paint fumes? No. That's why I wear a proper mask when I Yeah, but do you ever like when no one's around take off the mask and just go 
Nah. No, you're not trying to kill brain cells. Fuck no. He's got enough pot. fucking pain inhalation, like inadvertently, I'm sure, yeah, over the right. fucking years. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have you had your liver checked or kidneys? Like, did they all, ever... all the time, man? Really? <laughs> I feel anything. I run to the house. I just go get checked. Run. Right. He run. Ramos told me that. Uh, Ramos. Ramos told. Uh, he told me that uh, when he went to the doctor, the doctor did like an MRI and they found fly yellow. His liver <laughs> was fly yellow. Right. I had like a Ferrari sign on your liver. Oh, uh, that's funny. So. What car did you drive here in? Uh, what is it? Two, two, uh, 2007 and 2007 Lotus Exige. Man, what's it like to drive that, bro? It's like driving a street legal race car, track car. You ever opened that motherfucker up? Oh, on the racetrack? Yeah. You've been on the racetrack and opened it up? Yeah, I did a, one season of uh, Lotus Cup, but like raced in there. And Where we, was that at? And what part of the world was that? Uh, I was on Laguna Seca, which is my favorite <sighs> track up in uh, Monterey. You know, King Salmon used to race Mazda RX-7s in Laguna Seca. Oh, really? Yeah. And Laguna Seca is by invite only now. Is it? Uh, what makes Laguna Seca so dope? It's got history. Uh, it's got so much history, race history. Well, like what? Uh, like the historic. They, do, they always have a historic race with vintage cars on there, too. That's, that's fun to go look at. Yeah. It's been, it's been there forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the you were screws is legendary when you drive that. They, they 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 basically tell you for the first time is like aim for the third tree, but there's like six trees. <laughs> you know, so the one from the right or from where do I start from the left? And right. it's a blind right hand with the quick left hand. It's right. kinda not direction you want when driving a car. <laughs> right? Aim for the third tree. Like especially when fuck? you're going up the hill at like one ten. Right. And a lot of that's really fast, you know. Like yeah, the fastest like on that thing is. Yeah, like there's not much protection. Oh, he was just things. gonna he was just gonna tell us how fast. What was the fastest? One like one one forty. What's the fastest you've been in a car? Like you're driving. Oh, me driving, like one seventy. What's Whoa. that like? What's Damn. that feel like? Fuck. Damn, it's crazy. Um, man. it's a, it's an adrenaline rush. You feel it in your I mean, gut, I, bro. Oh, dude, you feel do it. You, do you, does everything way. slow Sometimes down? Sometimes it's better than does, sex. Do you feel like it speeds up or it slows down? Slows Time. down. It slows down. It slows down. Yeah, yeah. And shit moving by you that fast. It's going fast. Where was that when you did when you were driving that? Were you the Audubon? No, no, in the Button Willow here in California. He's like, uh, he was like, I was in Hawthorne. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> uh, Audubon. It was on the fucking four or five. It's like three in the morning. The one ten. Right. Who needs Audubon? What's the fastest you ever gone on the freeway? On the freeway, like one forty. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Now one. When you're, I don't know that people understand. I think that a lot. I think that you see these results of these accidents a lot of time from people that have money or kids or unexperienced, and they get these cars that have these incredible fucking technology and engines, right. and they don't quite understand a, a, an automobile and the size and the weight power. moving at and the power moving at that speed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the, your human reflexes and what you do normally driving will be would be fatal mistakes. Yeah, when you're, it's almost you got to look at three steps ahead of you, right? Right, you got point toward the third tree. <laughs> yeah, no, especially in a racetrack, like you're going through one turn, but you're already focusing on the next one, so you got to set yourself up to be in the right spot for, to hit. for success. Well, in the right spot, so you could hit the right the apex, so you can make the following corner. Have you ever? And so you always have to think ahead. So. When people drive a fast-ass car mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be driving, right. they, they panic or they lift. And when you lift, it causes the engine to, to like bounce up and the car spins. 
Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. talking about lift. Lift. What do you mean? What is lift? Like people punch it like when you step on the accelerator, right? And you're right. boning out. And then um, you're going to hit a corner. If you lift and you take your foot off the gas, yeah. it releases the weight from the rear of the car. And as you're going around the corner, it makes you spin out. So that's why they, they're hitting these trees and wrapping cars on trees. I'm trying to. So it's better to downshift instead. I'm actually trying to put to to that down. into my head. There, that's probably what happens to most people. In the there, now that he's saying it, it's exactly because it it's sounds exactly like the reaction. Yeah. Right. Most. Right. If you're not trained, you don't know what's going on. The first thing you're going to do is take your foot off the gas. Oh yeah, I spun right. out plenty of times on the track because I lifted. So wait a second. So Different. if you when, when I first started <laughs> right not now of course you're a fucking all right we understand but is that the natural trajectory for an engine anyways if it weren't bolted down no, it's spin bo- out it's bolted out but all the energy is pushing you forward right uh-huh. you're stepping on it so when you let go of the gas it eases up that little tension makes the suspension move <sighs> and shifts the balance to the front that's why when you go into the corner you're supposed to hit the brake and it shifts all the energy to the front of the car, and then you t- take the, the turn. So it does the opposite. If you lift, the cars will spin got out. You, got you. Think about that. Yeah, you're right. That, but that's for engines that are in the front right, of the car. Right, right. Is it different for, well, like, a Porsche when the oh, engine's no, in the back? No, it's the same thing because the energy transfers. Right. It's just right. lifting, and you're not supposed to lift. It feels unnatural. You want to take your foot <sighs> off the gas when you're going. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I do in the fucking bumper cars at the fucking fair. Yeah, yeah. I take the lift off the foot, but that, you're but right. Yeah. Now, go- now, some people say that, too, and it might be in the snow or the rain, that when you hit a corner and you start fishtailing, Turn if you can't it. get back, just to let go of the wheel. But I always nah. think to myself, yeah, that's what people say. It's like, I don't know, meth, myth. You're supposed to let go of the wheel, <laughs> and myth. the car is supposed to straighten itself out. Like, take your hands off the wheel of the car. And I was always Some like, cars do that. nobody is going to take their hands off the Nobody's wheel in the right. middle of a fucking... No. Talking about, like, when you're hydroplaning or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to, like, let go, and the car will align I've itself. always There's been told to that when you start to slide, you start to slide out, that you're actually supposed to turn into it, and you'll actually straighten back out. Right. You tr- but it feels unnatural, because it feels like you want to crank it even harder in the opposite I direction. Did, I, I, I did that and ran right into a house. I was <laughs> fucking 15 and I and my dad had gotten a Mustang that he was restoring and he just finally got that shit like nice. Oh, in the garage. Oh, he, went down God, to Mexico, he went down to Mexico with his wife and I, <laughs> and the keys were hidden and everything, but I knew where they were hidden. Steve. <laughs> where were they hidden? Where were they hidden? In a little bar behind the bottles in this little bar that he had in the dining room and it was hung and I got it oh. and uh, they were in Mexico and my dad was gone for the weekend oh. it was a Friday afternoon I get I get the car I take fucking a couple shots of whiskey because I want to be a little bit you know <laughs> Did enjoy you do myself it? and I go to my buddy's house I, Charles I pick him up over on 9th and Pico and uh, we smoke a little joint and then we drive and as we're driving he's like where are we going? And we drive up Pico. I go, my sister's over at the cosmetology school on Pico. Yeah. We're going to go say hello real quick. All right. Yeah? I go, there's a lot of chicks over there. So my 15-year-old ass is driving my dad's Mustang. I double park in front. Oh. I go, I'll be right back. And I go, get my sister. Hey, look. And she looks at the car and looks at me. And she goes, oh, you fucked up. You are not. What are you doing? 
couldn't appreciate it. I had to go. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> and so mind. I'm doing a couple little peel-outs on the side streets on Euclid. In between oh. Pico <sighs> and Ocean Park. Oh, I know exactly it's where all, you are. And I'm doing like this. And I, I come around the corner oh. and I got my buddy Charles with me. And I'm like, we're sitting right at a corner. And I'm like, we're going to make this right turn. And I'm sitting at still. And I'm like. I'm going to floor it, and we're going to fishtail into this turn. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a brilliant idea. Yeah, Bull, I'm like, I'm thinking like I'm supposed to be a stunt driver. Right? right? They didn't I don't know how he's going to pull this off. Pull it. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks at me. And I just, I lay down the fucking, and I'm not moving anywhere. I'm just peeling out. Like, and now the car starts to go, and I just turn. And it fishtails, and I cut it the other way so much <laughs> that it fishtails, and I drive right up over the fucking, onto the sidewalk, and bam, right into a fucking house. Oh, damn. I mean, I went across the lawn and everything into a house, man. Oh, Jesus. How much trouble are you in? Wait, wait, wait. 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 Wait, First of all, I missed a tree by this much, and my buddy didn't have a seatbelt on. So oh, it could have been. It could have been real bad. It could have been fatal. Hold on. Wow. So you slide. Now, when you miss that tree, for, how, where do you hit the house? Mm. Like, are you on the porch? I just missed the tree. <laughs> and when we go in, he's in the kitchen. Dining to in. the side. No, to the side of the house. You know how sometimes they have like a little, a little etchway on the side. You know what do you call that a little? Like an arch? arch? A little arch. Yeah. I hit right into the arch and knock the arch over. Like a piece of the house comes down. <sighs> and I'm on the bushes, you know? The front doors are there. I'm all the way... I hit this little side thing. Okay, and then... Okay, so... And I fucking freak... Oh, shit. And my buddy just gets out of the car, runs around in like a circle around the car, and takes off running. <laughs> yeah, I ran around the car one time, look, and it was gone. I fucking, I run around the car one time and take a look at everything. And the fucking front, there's just fucking water just barreling out of the top and the oh, bottom man. from the radiator. And there's a fucking, oh. like one of these V oh. in the front, dude. And it's a 69 Mustang red oh. cherry. Wow. And I fucking... It's it's still running. I just fucking throw that shit in fucking reverse. Or it might have died. I start back, throw it in reverse, and boom, boom, oh, boom. <laughs> I'm over the curb and everything. <laughs> I almost hit somebody doing that, right? Because I'm in such a panic to get shock. The fuck out you're of in shock. Yeah. And uh, I drive, <laughs> and I go back to the where my dad's garage. And I pull the car in there, and I pull the shit closed. Fuck it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Run in the house. And this like, is a what day? Oh my what, god! What day? There. What this day is, like is this? Friday. So you just Weekday. took it out. Just yeah. took it out. When did your dad? When did your dad? Dad's in Mexico. He's not getting back until Sunday night. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got this fucking monster in the fucking garage. Man, it's fucked up. And so <laughs> damn. I don't know who saw me, who didn't. But 
my mom, I, I, I get on the phone with my mom who's at work, and I'm like, I fucked up. <sighs> mom's like, what? I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm a fucking, now I'm all fucking in tears on the of phone course. with mom. Of course. Listen, you got to do what you got to you know? do. And so she's like, all right, at least you're alive. At least you're okay. At least you're, <laughs> all right, calm down. Calm down. Where's the car? Where? I go, I went in the garage. Did Who saw her? Where were you? Or did you get her? No, I left. She goes, you can't just leave the scene. You can't just leave a scene like that. You need to go and look and see if there's anybody out there. And I'm young, dude, so I'm, you know, and I'm a little bit nervous. So I'm like, take, at this point in time, I'm going to do what my mom's telling me over the phone. There's going to be no resistance out of me, right? Yeah. I just fucking totaled the car. And they're not together. My mom's at work and she lives, and my dad's separated in Santa Monica. Man, I go downstairs and I go take a look. And when I look down the street down Euclid, bro, they got fucking like four or five cops and people and everything. Oh, and, and I'm like, fuck. And there's people like pointing down my way. And somebody oh, like, why? Like, there's some connection that's been made. Kind of like with the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know that feeling like the chairs and somebody's out here on the street looking? Right, it's it was the- that same feeling, bro. Like, yeah. Something somewhere, somebody's right. gonna say the right thing, and somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, it's that guy." Right, you're watching it circle around. Then I'm like, oh. so I walk up and I just fucking approach, it and I'm like, "Fuck, I have to." They're gonna know, right? And as I walk up, a lady from lady goes, "There he is. That's oh. the guy. <laughs> Here he is." Cops like that. Boom. <laughs> grabbing his gun looking at me like I'm a fucking punk. right like I showed up to shoot everybody right right fucking <laughs> <laughs> and uh he's like he's just, where's the car where's the car where's the car <sighs> car's like where 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 show me where's the car and uh I start walking down and they're driving walking and I'm walking on the street and they're like keep on walking to show us and then when we get there he like pulls me over to the car and Cuffs me up, sits me in the back. Then oh. they walk down, and they walk to the garage, and they see all the fucking shit. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting in Santa Monica jail. <sighs> Fuck, you know. And uh, mom's got to come and get me. And by the time my mom comes, which is around like 7, this all happened at like 2 in the afternoon. By about 7, she's showing up to pick me up. And I've already been booked on a reckless driving. <sighs> they didn't get me for uh, under the influence. When, and I had smoked and drank a little bit, but the, I guess I was so shook that I wasn't acting fucked up when I saw them. Yeah. But they booked me for a reckless driving without a license, the whole thing. And uh, yeah, that was that experience. Wait a and second. My dad. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. He was this. real calm oh, man. Oh, when he fucking got the call. But when he got home and saw that fucking car, yo, man. For, well, see, it was at an age where my dad wasn't putting hands on me no more. It wasn't that type of a thing. But he yelled, he fucking, when he got done yelling, he didn't talk to me for a couple weeks. He just didn't engage me, act like I wasn't fucking around, you know, alive and fucking, he was fucking heated. And if I would have been 13, I'd have gotten him ass beat. He just didn't, I don't know what kept him from trying, but um, it was bad, man. It was fucked up. So that's what happened. The wow. worst part of that story for me is Oh, I had to go. Let me just finish. Yeah. I, I forgot. So I got the D, I got the uh that that thing and what happened was because I did that, 
I can't have a license until I'm 18. <sighs> so right off the bat, I fuck off my license until I'm 18. And I'm bummed out because I'm 15 and a half when this happens. <sighs> so, and the other part is, <clears throat> the lady's cool. She doesn't sue us. My dad goes down to her house before she can file a lawsuit. He goes down to her house and he's like, hey, this is, um, and I have to go with him. <sighs> and I'm right there. And he's like, hey. He goes, uh, you know, da, da, da. and he goes, my son is sorry, you know, uh, this is what I do for a living. I can fix this. I can, I can take care of this for you. And she's like, okay, sure. Are you sure you're not? Yeah, no problem. And so then like the next two weekends, me and my dad had to go over there with all the tools in the front yard and do a whole like six hours. People driving by looking like that kid. That that's the kid. Right. That's oh, a fucking wow. punk. And we had to do it, and we stuccoed, and we left it all as is. But you know what's fucking crazy, bro? What? I'm just going to say this. I don't yeah. know how we got on this page. Yeah. I got busted with a dude named Damon Roulette. He's passed away now. Damon Roulette was with, was with Doug White after that incident happened. They were running around together. Right. And this kid, Damon Roulette, me, did a breaking and entering <laughs> in this girl's house in Beverly Hills. Her name was Susie. And we broke into her house. Because we were knocking on all her doors because we ditched school. And she was supposed to have ditched school and been home waiting for us with the weed that Damon's left her. Yeah. So we're knocking on her. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. We're getting mad. And we break into her house. Right. And we're looking all over. And there's a big old paper plate with seeds and stems. But we can't find the weed. We're like, where? So we start fucking up her room because oh, we can't find the weed. And I'm 13, dude, and somehow this thing escalates into, like, shampoo all over the mirrors in oh. bed in the oh. TV set. Oh. Oh. Writing on the fucking mirror. <sighs> fucking thief, bitch. Uh, just destroyed her room, her, like, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> and this fucking Damon Roulette, like, goes through the house and, like, tries to, like, find some jewelry or some shit and steals some shit, which I don't steal anything. And we leave, right? And we go do a bunch of other shit, right? But somehow, there was a the younger brother was in the house when we were doing all this. Saw us, heard us, saw oh. us, watched us break in the whole thing. Oh. We thought the house was empty. So sure enough, by fucking six o'clock in the seven o'clock in the evening, there's a knock on our door at my house, and it's a fucking Beverly Hills detective. Oh. Oh. And they're Jeez. at my door, and my mom's like, "What? No, you must have the wrong." And wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he's been and home all day. Do you see this? And you already are feeling a little sc- like you're. I like, didn't oh. even have any idea they were on to us. Anything at all? I, I think I'm doing something else. <laughs> and when the fucking doorbell rings, my mom answers the door. When she answers the door, and I hear where these guys are, I look at them, hear where they are. I'm like, my whole shit just went. I bet. <laughs> I was like, how? And uh, they fucking started sitting down talking. My mom was like, Steven? And I'm like, yeah, what is this true? And I'm like, oh, man. Well, I didn't do this. I'm starting to put it off. And right, I didn't do that. right. It's I didn't all steal bad. Anything. I mean, I didn't do that. I didn't do this. I did that. And so they fucking, they're like, dude, we have to take them in. We've got to arrest them. Whoa. So they take me from my house. Damn. My mom has to follow them. Well, they book me in and arrest me, and then she's going to take me out. She's called my dad. Now ah. my dad's on the way over. And my and my dad put it on me, dog. 
I was wait. I was waiting in the room for him. Oh. Wow. He came in and put it on me, dude. And what's that weight like? Talk about that because I've had that weight. That's like waiting in a fucking. It's like waiting in a holding tank when you're in court. It's, it's like <sighs> in a similar way. It's like the worst shit that you cannot escape it. So I'm waiting because I can hear my dad's keys. I I knew oh, the sound Jesus, of my dad's keys yeah, yeah, yeah. when he parked. That sounds like but my, my dad's. dad's keys and his walk, I can hear it, dude. Oh. And I, I, I think I'm here. Oh no, it's a neighbor. <laughs> and my mom is my mom ain't, ain't no sympathy either. Oh. When my mom was real mad, she's leaving him out to dry. And there was one of those nights. She goes, "Oh, you damn right, your father's on his way over here." Ooh. She looked at me like that. <sighs> So I caught it, but the reason I tell you guys this story is that after that, my dad says, we're going over to her house. Put on your clothes. We're going over there. And he takes me, and we go over, and we knock on these people's door. Like This is like two or three nights. I mean, imagine this, bro. Yeah. My dad takes me, goes in there. And he goes, I'm son. And I'm just like, dude, mortified. Like, I don't want to go, dude. That, I don't want to go there. Of course not. Her brother, her sisters, her wow. mom, her dad, the whole family. Oh. oh, my God, bro. And my dad walks right in. And my dad's cold, bro. He don't care about if it's embarrassing for him or he's my dad. Not. He's like bringing me in like, look at them like. Lesson time. What do I do with this guy? He let me fucking ride it. He put it on, like, you know? Let you hang. And uh, I fucking, you know, we sit down. Oh. Why did the mother's like, I feel very bad. Why did you do this? Why would, you know? And the, the father's just sitting there. <laughs> mad dogging. And I'm just, I don't have anything to say. And he says, okay, listen, my dad again goes, hey. Now, to fix all this shit, bro, is much. They fucking put on all. And so back in those days, man, when they added all this up, this is like fucking almost $5,000. Right. My parents, dude, don't have that. That's You might as well have said it's $20,000. Right. Right? Right. That's where I started like, oh, shit. And so my dad sitting there and he's got this paper out with you know the whole thing and what's going on and and he says listen uh i can only speak for me i can't speak for the other kid's parents he goes but i don't you know i don't have this type of money to pay for this but what i he goes but i do this for a living i can this is what i do you know i'm engineered and he's like i can make this i can clean the walls the walls had shampoo baby oil vaseline squirted all over he goes, we can I will clean out off these walls, scrape them, strip them down, and we'll lift, get, tear up the carpet and put in a new carpet. Oh. And he's like, this, 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 and this. And how about if we do that and maybe they'll take care of the TV and the, you know, some other shit. Yeah. So they're, they, they went for it. The family was like, you know, okay. We'll do and so that's what ended up happening. So I had to go over there, bro. For two weeks, two weekends, two weekends, not two weeks, two weekends, bro. Brutal. And fucking, fucking with a putty scraper. And I'm talking about my dad's like seven in the morning. Like eight hours? Come on. Three or four. We know we're leaving before four. And we're going to, and I'm sitting in there Indian style. 
fucking scraping the walls. They everything they, that he he or they asked. Shut up, girl again. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're bringing me an iced tea. Wow. I'm sorry. She tell me now. You know, I go to the bathroom. She's like, I'm so sorry. What do you? I'm sorry. You know, just fucking so. That's some hard shit to have to. I mean, even that ride over there in the morning when your dad wakes you up and you know what time it is. All fucked up, bro. That type of shit really is like. And you know what though? I have to say, I was fucking mad as hell and burned out and how. But something about that was like, for me, it 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 probably helped me in some kind of a way. Of course, me having to show up like. A lot of people wouldn't even do that to their kid, you know? But to have to fucking show up and fucking clean up your shit at that fucking house that I ran into at this girl's house, like, it taught me something, man. Like, I really had to fucking... You it, can't run from it when you're sitting yeah. there cleaning up the mess you made. You can't run from it when the guy who, who is in charge of your punishment also goes over there because it's embarrassing for him, and he faces up to it. He's like, this is what happened. And this is what we're going to do to try to make amends. Yeah. That's a serious fucking, I think that's an elevated lesson. I don't know. I mean, based on what happens later, <laughs> I don't know if you got the understanding about the law and, the, and not right. the law, right? Something I got. But you got something from that because uh, that's a ve- very strong, I think that's strong modeling Yeah. to have you go over there be embarrassed, confront what you did, and then work to clean it up. Yeah, I do too. Like I, I as much as I don't like my dad, and I know my dad was a cheap motherfucker too, bro. We just didn't have it. Right. So he wasn't gonna part with you know. Like if there was a way that I could m- manually do it to get over the thing, my dad was all about it. You sure. know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So I, but I do have to. Today I look back on it and I appreciate that my that I had to do that because. But at that age, man, you think you know everything. You can't, you can't hardly talk to a fucking kid. And I had to fucking humble myself on those occasions, man, and really fucking own up and do my shit, you know. So yeah, and you know it's crazy about that thing. It is if, elevated. It is. If you have that kind of a situation and you're doing that, there comes a point in time, right? Like let's say two week cleanup. The first part of it, the first couple of days, is like a real bum out. No, two weekend. Right. But there also does come some breaks where, like you said, the girl is like, I'm sorry, I don't, don't, this is too much. But it's too late. It's out of your guys' hands. And you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, one thing's for certain. You're right. Because when we finished up with her house and everything, there was a part where by the time we left, they didn't, they weren't looking at us like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Totally. It wasn't, by the time we left, it was almost like, we're friends of theirs in a way, right? right. Like it was a new know? bond, right? And then with the and they were like cool, right? When we left, they were actually cool with shit, right? Right. And then the lady that had her house repaired, she was too though too. She was just glad to have it back, you know. Right. And she brought us out iced tea and food and like while we're fixing her house, you know. She brought out. I remember it distinctively. She brought out fucking food for us and stuff. So. But it's a, it's, 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 no, it's yeah, not, it makes, it. it makes more sense now why in our unlock the box series, when you move the quote unquote assailant 
away from the damage and you don't allow them a direct amends to work together, it creates that separation of community where Absolutely. somebody who you did it wrong to, it came to light, you had to own it. Yeah, you tried to hide it, but it came to light and now you're back there repairing it. And now it's not that it's okay that you did that, but the community has bond has reformed because you've worked to try to fix that thing. And this woman recognizes that you are vested in it. And if, the way we do the prison program now is you, you take that assailant out of the equation. Now you have a gap. You have a massive gap. Yeah. And that person doesn't have a chance to fix, remediate, and also the, the quote-unquote victim, if you want to call it that, doesn't have a chance to see you working that and have that healing process along with you. I mean, that's, that's really big when you step back and you, you, you look at it from 20,000 feet. Yeah. That is, man. And, um, because you're right. I've, I've seen that phenomenon in, in a million different ways. And we can, you, know, you can get people to argue there might be certain crimes where you couldn't do that. But for the vast majority of property crimes... You could absolutely have it set up where the person directly involved in it is the one that's also fixing it and reestablishing the communication within the community. Absolutely. And then there's all this stuff with when you don't. That's what, when you don't solve a problem like that, then right. there's more than just a gap. You know what's interesting? Then there's, then there's, uh, uh, there's animosity. There could be distance. There, now Us there's all sorts them. of shit. That's why I was saying when we were talking about cops and how they have on the side of their fucking sheet to protect and serve. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think cops should do fucking 40 hours a week, 20 hours of it should be service in the community. Right. Go carry in bags. Go help cut her roses. Go coach the kids playing basketball. Do that. Like the old days. <laughs> and if you really work, when you go to that call for the lady who thinks she has a fucking burglar in her backyard. Mm-hmm. You know this lady. You unloaded her groceries. You know that she's a little bit uptight. You know that she doesn't have a husband living with her. Mm-hmm. Now you know, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so. Let me go over there and reassure her. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Because you, you know this. If we had that all going on, it would be very different. Because the, the people that are acting as like the prison fucking slave owners would, would, would be in the community. They couldn't get away with as much. They wouldn't probably want to get away with as much you know what i'm saying like they'd be in it with us right so over here so in that scenario right you would have to say who would be the father figure the authority figure that would have the power to bring together quote unquote the assailant and quote unquote like the victim so that because part of what happened there there was a council Mm -hmm. like your dad came and sat down with the authority figures on the other side Everyone was face to face and a discussion was had on what can we do to make this right? And then that was enforced. So you couldn't, you know, part of sadism, Mm. American sadism. Mm. Which you are a part of. (laughs) Yeah. Found out. Yeah. Right. American sadism, which is about inflicting pain or humiliation or whatever on someone else but what it's really about underneath all that is controlling another human being or turning them into an object so when you have that gap it's a whole lot easier to turn 
the aggressor into an object mm. and the quote unquote victim is into an object mm. for a master to manipulate and push around. Yeah, that makes sense right there. Think about that. You're right on the spot with that. When I see that blink from Jumahan, bro, there's a lot <laughs> going on when he does that. He does this one. <laughs> bro, <clears throat> I give that blink to my wife a lot. Sometimes a, she'll ask me a question. Bro, I'm sitting there with my wife, bro, and she'll be like, are you going to turn on the light? You're going to touch me. Huh, she doesn't ask that. She runs away. I have to chase her down, trip her. You know. Get away from me. <laughs> Dog, you haven't earned the right. I, I own you. you down. I own you. Yeah. I tell her that. I'm your you husband. The, wrap your head up. <laughs> put her in a headlock. <laughs> You're going to love me, damn it. No, but um, uh, but no, when that look, that blink, when I had that blink, yeah. What goes on on that blink, somebody's asked me or said something and a million experiences, history, and fucking things are going on. And I realize, Flash on you. And I'm trying to, like, just keep it all in. That's the same. You know what that is? Mm. That's my version of Sean's great introvert. It's <laughs> right. an artist. What the fuck you, you want me to got say? Got Sounds it. fantastic. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fucking great. Um, man, we didn't even... We, we didn't even get. We no. didn't get to anything because that was. We didn't an awesome get to anything, and uh, and then uh, somebody story. popped in. Casper, uh, Casper Brindle showed up. Yeah. We didn't get. We didn't get to. I got. Rem, you remind me, Steve. Cult. Mm. I got a cult story that's gonna okay. fucking blow your mind. Okay. I also sent you guys a text about a guy who had a WW2 mortar shell stuck in his ass and yes. had to have the doctors remove it. No. Said he was a collector. He was just walking around. <laughs> slipped. Yeah. He slipped and fell on this mortar shell. <laughs> kind of like the guy in jail fell on a shampoo bottle. Right. They said that they had to get a bomb squad to come to the hospital. <laughs> oh. and I swear to God. Oh, we're going to listen to that. We're going to talk about that. And oh, yeah. uh, I also, We might talk about that with Casper. <laughs> and I got a story for you. Because I want to hear your reaction. <laughs> about Two. a wife. Who hired a killer to kill her husband? Right. And I mean, the lies, the little lies that she tells to this guy when everybody already knows the facts. Damn. She's the only one that doesn't know. Everybody knows. Lying asshole. Uh, <laughs> it won't blow your mind. So we got to talk about that. Cult, spousal, uh, side. And anal bombs. Damn. That's what we got coming coming up up next. So, uh, like we do about this time. Adios, amigos. Probably already taken LSD.
Reflexes. My brother's gonna shit. Make up your mind, dude. Is he gonna shit or is he gonna kill us? First he's gonna shit, then he's gonna kill us. Relax. Alright? My old man is a television repairman. He's got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. You can't fix this car, Smacali. I can fix it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.